We are in week number two of a series we're calling Emmanuel. And we're looking through how Christmas shows us this character of God that he is with us. And it comes from Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Here is the, the, the text for this message today. It says, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Could you say that with me? Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is with us. Could you say that with me? God is with us. One more time. God is with us. And, and I think that's kind of like a cutesy Christmas statement that we make. You know, like we get Emmanuel or a nice little Christmas card or ornament, you know, or a, you know, a nice little, you know, light up Emmanuel in our front yard. You know, we, we, Christmas can become so familiar to us and so commercialized that we really miss the meaning of the season. We really miss what it's all about. And what I want to tell you today is that what, when we start understanding that God is with us, when we start understanding that he really is Emmanuel, then, then we can have the greatest Christmas season that we've ever had right here, right now. Like right here, right now. Our life can be everything that God has called us to be right here, right now. It's as if God was showing us through the incarnation. That's kind of a big spiritual word, a theological word that, that literally means God became a man. So God, God, God came in the form of a baby in, in human flesh so that he could show us that he's with us. He's not a God in the distant heavens somewhere. And he is everywhere. He fills all time and space. But the incarnation shows us once and for all, that, that God came to be a with us, that, that he came to communicate that he's with us every step of the way. Uh, the message paraphrase, which I love studying and using, John 1.14 says this, that God became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. And, and, and once and for all, Jesus shows us that he's with us. That wherever we are, high or low, he's with us. We talked about this last week, that we may enjoy God on the mountaintops of life, but we get to know him in the valleys. That a lot of times we say, God's with me. And we're, what we mean by that is we had a good day and we're on the mountaintop. And he is with you on the mountaintops, but we're looking into series. He's also, he's with us in the valley and that he's doing something special in our lives if we recognize it right here, right now, in the middle of the valley. We talked last week, we looked at this verse, that we, we looked at this verse last week. It says, don't be wishing you were someplace else or with someone else. Where you are right now is God's place for you. Live and obey and love and believe right there. God, not your marital status, defines your life. And he said, don't think I'm being harder on you than on the others. I gave the same counsel to all the churches. He's saying to these people that are in the middle of, of, of undoubtedly difficult seasons, and Paul was literally talking about his singleness. We forget many times that Paul was single. Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, and he wasn't married. And Paul was writing to this reality. Some people think that they have to be at some stage of life to make some impact. And he's saying, hey, guys, God defines who you are. So wherever you are, what season you're in right now, own it. Believe it. Trust God right here, right now. Don't live in the land of one day when. Don't live in the land of someday, but, but live in the land of today. So I want to talk this morning about safeguarding your season. Safeguarding 
your season. Could you say that with me? Safeguarding my season. One more time. Safeguarding my season. I want you to know that your season that you're going through is just that. It's your season. It's, it's yours. That, that, that this is a very important and necessary part of the process. That, that, that there is a process. We, we in the land of microwave food forget that the best food takes time, right? That, 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 that anything, we, if we have a microwaved life, uh, we, it nece- it don't nece- it's not going to necessarily have the right flavors that we're looking for because, because things take time, that, that God has a process, that we're in the middle of the process. We talked last week about the journey that we're on in the season, in the process of time. My, this week, um, the, my boys and I, we watched The Grinch. Anybody ever seen The Grinch before? Yeah, yeah. We watched The Grinch, and they loved it. They, they, uh, they've been singing the song for the last few days. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. They've, they've loved it. And as I was watching The Grinch, I thought, man, that is so much like the enemy of our soul. He is so on a mission to steal the joy of this season from us. Because isn't it amazing how Christmas turns our full attention on maybe what we don't have? or what we've lost, or what other people have that we don't, and it's like a commercialized perfection that we kind of look at day in and day out. And, and, and Christmas just has a way of many times reminding us of, of what we're not, or, or where we're not quite yet, or, or what we're struggling with, or what we're dealing with. And at the same time, it should be the most joyful time of the year. And so, so how can that be? How, how can we make that? And, and, and how, how can we help recognize the, the true value of the season we're in? I want to share this with you from the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verse 4. Paul writes this, so good. Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work that you've been given. And then sink yourself into that. He says, don't be impressed with yourself. And don't compare yourself with other people because each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. Just like we did last week, I want to break down this passage in three parts and just walk you through what it would look like to live in a Manuel kind of Christmas season where the joy is not stolen, but we, we realize that I am where I am on purpose and that God has a reason in the middle of this season. Here's the first part of it. He says, make a careful exploration that word's so important. Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work that you've been given. In other words, in our lives, there's the, the, the good in our season is not going to be easily apparent. He said you, sometimes you got to look for it. you, know, you got to play a little hide-and-go-seek. you you, you got to look beyond just what your eyes can see for the season. So here's the first thing if you're taking notes. Number one, discover the good in this season. Discover the good in this season. Whatever season you're walking through, that you may have to do some exploration to find the good in it. But every season has positives and negatives. Every season has some things that are amazing about it. Like, you know, when you're you're in middle school, you may not be able to drive, but bless God, you do not have a car payment. And all the people with car payments said, oh me, you know. That, that, that you, 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 that there are positives and there are negative. There's never a perfect season. That, that there's never that moment that we arrive and everything's wonderful. That, 
that, that, that there's always going to be something in the middle of the season that we don't have. So, so, so what we should be doing is doing this exploration type process and saying, okay, God, I'm in this season. There are positives and there are negatives. God, help me to see the good in the middle of it. So what's unique about the season that you're in right now that you're not going to have in another season? What? Yeah, you know, I remember whenever I was in high school, you think these are my people. I'm going to be with you forever. Like, we're going to ride off into the sunset, best friends for life. And it's amazing. In about two weeks' time, you totally lose contact with all the people that you've had contact with the last, you know, 13 years of your life. And you, most of them never see them again, right? And if you make all your decisions based on that reality that this is always going to be this way, then you're going to be sorely disappointed. Because not every season... It's going to last for like it's just a season. And, and, but there's good in the moment of, that, you're, that you're in right there because you have an opportunity. You, you, have, you have a specific opportunity in the middle of it. So, so the question, what is the opportunity in the season that you're in? What's, if I could say it this way, what's the potential in the problem that you have? I'm always fascinated by inventors. It's always been so... So cool to me. I, there's shows online like Shark Tank. I don't know if you've seen this before. That's all about people that invent things and uh, people that people that 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 see potential in ordinary objects. Most of them. And I don't know if you're like me, but I always when I see that, I'm like, I should have thought of that. I was at I was at the store the other day and I saw these little ice cube trays that like are cylindrical and you can put them in a water bottle. And I was like. You know, somebody's making millions of dollars off of ice cube trays. I should have thought of that. You talk about an impact offering. Come on. I could be ice cube traying it to the impact offering. You know, I, but it was something, yeah, you know, somebody woke up one day and their bottle of water was hot. They thought, man, I can't put a piece of, you know, they shoved a piece of ice down there, right? And someone gets an idea. What if I'd made a little tray that would... Fit and, and they, they took what somebody saw as a problem and they, they saw some potential in the middle of it. You understand what I'm saying? That, 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 that in all of our lives we're surrounded by problems. But, but I believe God wants to give us some, some, some potential in the middle of the problem. God wants us to see there's some good in my season. That there's some good in my season that I'm in right now. So don't let the devil lie to you that God's forsaken you in the middle of your season. There's some good right in the middle of the season that you're in right now you just got to discover it like you got to look for it you got to get creative I want to show you a, a, a verse that that may be your verse for the week because I this is one that I, I really love Proverbs chapter 8 verse 12 it says in the King James uh, translation but it says this it says I wisdom dwell in prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions isn't that cool that, that, in other words, one of, the, one of the ways that wisdom or the Holy Spirit is, is, is characterized as wisdom, one of the ways the Holy Spirit works in our lives is giving us these, man, these ideas, these, man, these inventions. Like, man, what can I do with the, I believe the greatest invention is to take your pain and turn it into a purpose. That's an invention right there because the thing, the pain was sent to destroy your life. But when you start letting God do some work on your spirit and you start looking for the good, you can take the thing that was supposed to destroy you and it actually not only blesses you, it blesses others. That's, that's a pretty awesome invention that God wants to give you. It's like the guy who invented Velcro. He, what, what did he do? He invented Velcro because he saw all these burrs on his dog's hair and he gets an 
idea. He takes something that's a nuisance to everybody else, and he takes this ordinary idea, and he turns it into a product that changes the world. Plastic was this way. Aluminum was this way. So many of the products that we that have shaped our society today were not created out of, out, out of all someone having all the resources that they needed. They were created out of scarcity. They were created out of bad problems and, and bad days and things that they thought were failures. I was reading yesterday about how post-it notes were invented. And someone thought they were a failure because they were trying to invent like a, like a, like a, like a really, really uh, sticky substance, like a super glue. And they said, look at this, is such a failure. It only sti- the sticky only sticks to one of the pieces of paper. I'm a failure. And then he went for years until one day somebody was, was, somebody was they, they were having music and it was actually a church service. They had, a, they had music and they needed to put a note on their music and they said, well, why don't I use that substance? And they put it on the back of the note and they stuck it to it and they realized it didn't mess up their paper and sticky notes were invented. I'm saying all that to say, who knows what God's going to do in the middle of this season if you look for, if you pray and ask God to speak to you. That's why Jeremiah 33 says this, if you'll call to God, he will show you great and mighty things that you could never figure out on your own. Guys, I don't know about you, but I need God to show me some things that I could never figure out on my own. I am so beyond my own understanding. I'm so beyond. This church is beyond what Brandon Shanks can do. It is so beyond my ability. But you know what I found? If I'll get on my knees, that's why we do 21 days of prayer. If I'll seek after God, God starts showing me stuff that I could never figure out on my own. And he'll do the same in your life. Like he'll take the season that looks bad and he'll invent something beautiful out of it. This happened in my own family. My, my, I come from a divorced home. My, I, my parents were, I was five whenever my parents divorced. And my mom didn't, my mom and dad, they, they didn't foresee that happening in, in our, their family's future. But mom, whenever I was very young, I don't know exactly how it happened. But she heard about something called divorce care which was a class that was for people that were going through divorce or people that had been through divorce. And, and she thought to herself, man, I, I need this. I would like this, but it, it doesn't really exist around me. And so she thought, well, but I'm still kind of in the middle of it. I, I'm, not, I'm still in the middle of that season. And somehow, some way, she says, okay, I'm going to take what I'm going through and I'm going to try to use it to make a difference because she looked around and was surrounded by other people that were walking through the same thing that she was walking through. So I can remember as a little kid going on Tuesday nights whenever she would teach these classes and she they would show it on VHS. It was before the day of DVD. I remember those VHS and they would go in there and people, these ladies and men would come and, 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 and they would talk about what they were going through and they'd cry and then they'd pray together and, and thousands of people literally over the last you know 25 years, thousands of people have come through that little class that she te- that she taught and, and essentially as a kid I didn't even understand what was happening and appreciate it but the older I've got I've realized man what an incredible invention see that the enemy tried to destroy my family with that but but what she said she said you know I'll take my pain what I've been through and I'll turn it into a purpose and I'll use it to make a difference in the lives of people and I want to tell you God will do the same thing for you so don't wait till another season to make a difference find out the invention that God God wants to give you right now and use it. Like whatever you come from, whatever God delivered you from, it's time right now to do something with it. Make a difference. 
Start a small group. That's why we have small groups here at City Hills because we want this church to be built on the passion of the people. That, that whatever God's put in your heart, let's do it. That's how we feel as a leadership team here. Whatever, God's, whatever you're dreaming about, let's do that and let's make a kingdom impact in our world because God will speak things to you you could never figure out when you're all by yourself. So find the good. Could you say that with me? Find the good in my season. One more time. Find the good in my season. We need to be looking with some glasses of good. We need to look for the good. We need to search for the good. God, what's the good? When the enemy tries to bring up all the bad in the season, you need to put on your good glasses and you say, I'm not looking for the bad. I'm looking for the good. Anybody can see the bad, but God through his spirit wants to give me the strength to be able to see the good things in the middle of my problem, to see the God things in the middle of my situation because he's speaking to me. It's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. Somebody needs to speak that to your own situation. It's good. My, situa- my season's good. Yeah, these kids, it's a difficult season, but it's good. <coughs> I don't know why I choked up on that one. <coughs> but whatever you're going through, it's good. If you'll give it to God, and you'll find out he's Emmanuel, God with me. Here's the second one. Don't compare yourself with others. So here's the second thing in this season. Refuse to compare in this season. We have the tendency to compare our season with someone else's season. You know, it's easy when, you, you know, when, you're, when you're walking through one thing, you say, well, they're not. And then because of, because of the Internet, we have unlimited ability to compare ourselves constantly with people we don't even know. And we compare our highlight reels. We compare our blooper reels to all their highlight reels. You know, nobody's putting real life online. Nobody, you know, nobody's putting the, you know, any picture that people post of their small children, they have about 8,000 other pictures that they would never show you ever in their life. Like we don't, we're not showing, we're showing like the perfect picture, you know, like, like that's, don't compare yourself. It's, it's, it's not real life. Don't compare the season that you're in with somebody else. Uh, we, we have in first service, our friends, uh, the Krabbies, were, were with, with us. They were our first missionary couple that we, that we supported and sent. They were part of the launch team of the church. And they just came back from South Africa. And if you've ever been to South Africa, you know our seasons are opposite. So like right now, they're having Christmas in the summertime. It's hard to, it's hard to kind of imagine that. So they're like on the beach. You know, not them. They're here, but I'm sure they're loving the weather. But they are, they're people that are enjoying the same time that we're in except they're in a different season so what would it be like if 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 we rolled up thinking we were in their season instead of our season and 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 we didn't dress for the season that we're in right now and we just walked out of the house in in our flip-flops you know and you know in the middle of the crazy weather that we're you know experiencing you know it's like snowing outside and people just kind of walk around you know and they're Tank tops and sweatshirts. No, like we would, we'd be like, "You're something's wrong with you." Like, what's what's going on? And and I think I think it's really an example that that we need to we need to be comfortable to dress for the season that we're in right now. So so don't don't try to be in another place where you're not right now because just give it a little time. You're going to be in another season, right? So 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 you don't have to dress. Your life, your emotion, your mind, your thoughts, you don't have to live as if you're in that season because 
Maybe you see someone else that's in the summer, but you're in the wintertime. But I, I want to just kind of say this this morning, that, that, that the winter is part of God's process. The winter is very important because in the winter, God, think, God does things under the surface that you can't see. In the winter, God does things that, that you're not going to be able to just notice, whereas in the summertime, you can see all the bloom and the beautiful things. But around here, the winter is very important because things are happening underneath the soil here that whenever the, the, the right season comes and whenever it's the right time, those things are going to sprout forth in your life. So whatever season that you're in, be in that season because God's planting something even in the winter time that the winter is actually worth it. Like the winter is a very important part of the process of God. So don't despise the winter time of life. Embrace it. Because there are decisions you need to make in the winter that are going to depend on, that are going to be the defining factor of your fruitfulness in the next season. See, when we compare ourselves in our season, we many times miss the purpose that God's called us to today. What I found is this, that usually what made you great in the last season is a detriment to you in this season. That, that what made you successful in the last season... When you're in the new season, it'll actually make you, make you not be successful because you're, you're, you're not embracing that season. Maybe you're looking at someone else's season. Maybe you're trying to wish for where you used to be. And it's, it, it, it's, I found this to be so true in my life. And that, that's why when we stop comparing ourselves with other people and we start embracing the season that we're in right now, we can make the decisions today that will determine the future success that God has for us in the next season. Here's the third thing. He says this. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. I love this because I think so many times I have the tendency to put the responsibility of my joy on other people or on circumstances. And I blame other things for what I'm feeling or what I'm doing. But what this scripture is reminding us is that I need to take responsibility for the life that God's given me. It's not my wife's responsibility for my joy. It's not my friend's responsibility for my joy. It's not even my circumstances' responsibility for my joy. But I have to take responsibility for my own life, for my own joy, and say, okay, right here, right now, in the middle of this Christmas season, in the middle of where I am, that there's a reason for it, and I'm going to take responsibility for it. So here's the third thing and final thing today, that we need to bring our best in this season. It's easy to bring our best when we feel like we're in the best season. Like whenever everything's going great and everything's wonderful, we think, man, I'm just going to bring my best. But it's not so easy to bring your best whenever you look around and everything's not going the best. Because we get in this mode, well, one day when, then I'll give my best. One day when I'm with that person, I'll give my best. One day when I get the promotion. One day when the new thing happens in my life or my family. One day when I get to this other place that is going to be better than where I am today, then I'll give my best. But if I can encourage you today, bring your best right now. Like Because bringing your best is going to set you up to be able to experience God's best for you in the future. So bring your best right here right now. Whatever it is that you're doing, whatever, uh, whatever it is that you're, uh, you're called 
to do, whatever it is that you work at, wherever you work at, the, the, the place and the people that you're around, the neighborhood that you live in, bring your best right there where you are. Because God will show up when you start bringing your best. I, last service, someone came up to me in between services and said, have you heard of Target Tom? I was like, I don't know who Target Tom is. And they begin to tell me that there is a local employee at Target here that is infamous, has a Facebook page, and our Target Tim. I don't know. Find out. Target Tim. Somebody knows Target Tim? You know Target Tim. God bless Target Tim. Hopefully this podcast will get to Brother Target Tim. But they said that he, and you can, you can testify to this, said he lives with joy, right? Every day. He worked at the Farragut store, and they moved into North Shore. They said people in the Farragut store were upset because they miss, they miss seeing Target Tim. And why? Because of what he did, because of how he lived his life, because he treated every day and every person with, with respect. Guys, that changes the world. What was, what was he doing? He was giving his best. And, and, and what, what, what's the, what, why was that so differentiated? Because a lot of people could look at his work and feel like, oh, it's, 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 it's not some big important thing that he's doing. But, but, but rather he says, no, I'm going to give my best right where I am. So the question is, what do we do? Where Are you giving your best in your season or are you waiting for the next season? Do you feel like your best days are behind you? Maybe I can just preach to some people here in this third service that feel like your best days and your blessed days are behind you. I want you to know God has a purpose for you today, and your best days are ahead of you. That our life is from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And I don't understand exactly how that works, and I don't know how God works it all out, except to know this, that God say, God saves the best for last. Like, he's, he still has a purpose. He still has a reason in the middle of the difficulty of our season. So bring your best right where you are. Because you may have somebody talking about you that doesn't even know you because of the impact that you're making doing your job, doing what you do for God. So bring your best right where you are. If I could say it like this, bring your best and trust God with the rest. Even this offering that we're receiving today, if you're a guest with us, please, you, you, came, on a, you came on a great day. This is a family day where we're talking about giving and things like that. And please, don't feel any pressure to give. This service is our gift to you 100%. And we're just glad that you're here. So please don't feel any pressure. But maybe you're here today and you're like, Man, I wish, I wish I could do more. wish I could, you know, man, I wish I had that million-dollar idea. Man, I'd bring it to impact. You know, I, if I could just encourage you, wherever you are, just the question is, in your life, in your faith, in your time, in your talent, your tr- bring your best. Like right now. That's what Jesus was so impressed with. The, the, we, we, we see the time in Scripture where we, it's called the story of the widow's might. All these people were walking up and kind of trying to be impressive of what they were doing. And a lady, she just gives these two mites from her poverty, the Bible says. And Jesus stops the whole service and says, hey guys, time out. This lady gave more than everybody else. Why? Because God notices when we give our best. I'm sure that lady took some courage to give what she had. She may have even had her head held low a little bit and wished she could have done more. 
But God used her as an example. Say, hey, no, 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 no. God notices when we give our best. God notices when we give our time. God notices whenever we give our heart to make a difference in the lives of other people. So you don't have to compare yourself. You don't have to be in a, just wherever you are right now, allow God to do the best through and in your life. Every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to pray for us today. Jesus, thank you. Father, thank you for giving your best for us. Thank you that right here in the middle of our season, Lord, you've given us everything that we need for life and godliness, everything that we need for hope. In the middle of this season, Father, I pray for the sweet, for the people of God that are here in this service right here, right now. Lord, that may be going through a difficult season or maybe going through a great season, either way. God, I pray that your hope would be in this house. They would know that you have a purpose right where I am. I don't have to, I don't have to be in another season to wait for the joy, but right here where I am, there's joy to be found in this season. There's joy to be found where you put us. God, help me not to live looking for someone else or somewhere else, God, but I found the one my heart desires, and that's you, Jesus. I just love you, and I just thank you, God. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. If you're here today, and you need to give your life to Jesus, I'll tell you guys, he's in this place right now. There's something special about this third service today that God wants to see. He's reaching for somebody right now. I don't know who you are, but God's in this place today. And all you have to do to respond is just say, God, I want you. I'm I'm ready. Would you touch my life? I give my life to you today. Maybe it's a fresh start. Maybe you've been far from God and today you're coming home not joining a church but you're coming to Jesus today I want to pray with you I don't want a service to go by without having an opportunity just to pray with you right here right now and if God's touching your life you're ready for that fresh start in your life on the count of three I just want you to lift up your hands just to acknowledge that it's you Jesus says if you'll acknowledge me before men I'll acknowledge you before my father in heaven so today we with boldness, respond to God on the count of three. One, two, three. Just lift up your hand if God's doing something in your life today. It's awesome. God's reaching for people today. It serves it just for you. Just for you today. Right now, all over the house, let's just pray this prayer of surrender. Say, Jesus, I need you. Would you change me? Would you forgive me? 
Would you fill me with your spirit? I don't ever want to be the same again. From this moment forward, I give my life to you fully and completely. Not waiting for another day. Not waiting for a better time. God, but right here, I give my life to you. Take all of me. I want all of you. Would you save me, God? Would you change me, God? I want to live for you all the days of my life, Lord. You have my life from this moment on. Do whatever you want to do with me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Church, can we just stand to our feet and give God a hand clap of praise? He's in this place right now.